0: As anybody with the live stream can actually see. We've got Jakes Harley in the background here. He brought it studio. He brought it up the freight elevator, which I it was a surprise for you. It was a surprise except for you said, hey, open the door. And I go, okay, I know exactly what's going on now. But yeah, it's it was (laughs) it was a fun surprise to be sure. So um you do you remember when I said that cars define who you are? Yeah, I agree with that. Do you know the one thing that defines who someone is even more than a car? I'm sure you're going to say a motorcycle. A motorcycle, because um, a lot of people will buy cars for utility. Right? right? I mean, there's people that I don't. I mean,
1: a car can be used not only as an extension of your personality to say something, but right. more often than not, it is just for utility.
0: But motorcycles are almost never for utility, it's almost right. exclusively a recreational device. I would agree with that. All right. So why let's tell me about why you bought your bike. Kay. And just, let's talk about your so, Harley a little bit.
1: All right. So here, let me rewind a bit. I started out my two wheel adventure on a dirt bike back as a kid out in my parents' property, everything else. And then later I got into vintage mopeds. So I had a fleet of eight pedal start vintage mopeds at some point <laughs> and was a member of the Minnesota moped, uh, regroup something anyways minnesota moped rider group i know actually a couple listeners are a part of that okay and so i was like fixing up these things and that was really cool and i had a lot of fun with it and nikki was actually into it too she had an old 70s pook was which is a german little yeah, yeah. moped very i cool. feel
0: like that's what i had when i because i had a couple of scooters yeah back in the day so and they look like bicycles basically moped
1: guys hate scooters
0: well i had it looked like a bicycle
1: then that is a moped
0: okay well i had a moped then
1: yes okay excellent so uh and then from there i was like i want a little cafe racer right and so i had a suzuki gn 400 which is a single cylinder uh suzuki bike and i put you know the lower bars on it the clubman bars and i did the big like seat fairing in the back and i made a cafe racer and that was really cool and i drove that up to my parents cabin and all around town i got my motorcycle license on it that was awesome However, I quickly realized that there is a reason. Well, no, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait for that Okay. Point. Okay. So next up then is I bought a uh, used. It was someone's actually ratty stunt bike. It was a Honda CBR six hundred. Okay. that didn't have any of the fairings it was all crashed apart so I rebuilt all that made it great I made it into the street fighter look right so that's like a naked What's, bike styling okay like, right so it's like a sport bike but not any fairings it's all kind of like minimalist they call that the street fighter look so I had that that was fun I rode that around a lot that was stupid fast like you just twist the throttle and you're at 130 and it's right. like oh that sounds okay yep. that sounds terrifying right so uh, my wife uh, had me sell that And then she got, just last year, a Honda Grom. Right. Because she missed the mopeds.
0: So I I had a Honda Ruckus when I lived lived out by Lake Minnetonka. And it was great because I could just drive right over the grocery store. I could just zip around. You know, mine would do 37. I'm I'm light. So it was do like 37. Come on, every mile per hour counts when when the top speed is in the 30s. The
1: Grom full speed tuck, I got it to 63 miles an hour. Yeah,
0: but that's... That's a real bike. It is a real you motorcycle. Need a motorcycle. Licensed what as is the motorcycle is that 150 cc? 125. Okay.
1: Yep. So Honda Grom and she loved it. She took her motorcycle test on it and then she's like, "We like I need to I love doing this. I love riding, but I need something bigger to actually ride, like right. not just around town." Sure. So that's when we got the monster, the Ducati Monster. And that was very reminiscent as far as riding style and everything else of the CBR that I had, naked bike, still kind of that sport bike right. attitude and riding position. And I, I always liked kind of more the older style bikes anyway.
0: So what I wanted to build was an old bobber right and that's a bobber is just basically a really simplified bike right right
1: so a bobber though is a usually it is based on like an american chassis like a v-twin where you're sitting more like this cruiser okay like cafe racer was to europe what a bobber is to america and there's a reason for that chris so back in the day you modified your bike for the riding and the roads and the style that you had Mm -hmm. so when i had my cafe racer and i had my little street fighter it was great in the turns. You attack turns with it, right?
0: Not it so good for potholes and
1: for potholes and riding any distance whatsoever. There's no suspension, right? I mean, exactly. It's- in light of that, you're, you're. I mean, you're hunched over. You're. It's the typical sport bike, stereotypical riding sure. style. So then I was like, well, if I'm actually going to enjoy this, because the type of riding I wanted to do was more relaxed and enjoy it. You get to see the scenery. You get to enjoy it and feel the wind and everything else. Sure. You want more of a cruiser. Okay. Okay. And if you're gonna buy a cruiser, anything besides
0: a Harley is trying to be a Harley.
1: That's I, why I, I, don't know. I, I bought I, a Harley.
0: I understand. I I, I would agree. I, I like your train of thought with that. I like that the history that's behind it, but I still don't like Harley as a brand. You don't like the people that associate and are
1: stereotypical of Harley owners.
0: Okay, my turn. All right, so you posted on Instagram, okay? You said,
1: um, "Yeah, there was uh, th- that was, a f- was some that was fun. Pushings. That was fun." So you
0: immediately tried to push my buttons with this because yeah. I've been pushing your buttons with it, um, and I hope you take all this in good fun. Oh, for sure. Um, you said it was actually. A- I'm worried our listeners didn't though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> some of them were like, "You guys, are you guys okay?"
0: Um, so you said, uh, "Classic, iconic design, check. check. Steeped in tradition and history, check. check. Uh, what history?"
1: 1903.
0: Okay, but here's the thing is anytime anybody posts cool Harley stuff, uh-huh, it's not within the last like 30 years. Can There's some awkward not good Harley time in not modern times. That's
1: the style I like However the AMF years, if you want to get nerdy with Harley history, I actually like the AMF. AMF
0: is like bowling, right?
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. So back in 1970, I think 3 AMF manufacturing, American American Manufacturing something, they actually bought Harley Davidson because they were on the brink of basically
0: bankruptcy. Right. And so, and they figured, hey, we can make bowling shoes. We can also make right. motorcycles. I
1: don't. It didn't fit really. But anyways, so <laughs> the AMF years, though, that's when they had all the funky graphics and had some cool stuff. That's now a lot of the newer bikes are going back to that look. Right. So anyways, that style. So
0: I when like. I think of, I think of the 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 stupid handlebars, the ape hangers, and I think of all the like the wheels that are way out in front of the bike. Yep. And the that was baggers. for me. That no one ever posts that stuff. When they post like, oh, my, I love Harley. Harley's cool. They never really post that stuff. They always post what you posted or what I see when I go on Harley's website, which is some badass dude ripping up a hill in the mud or yeah. some guy in a dirt track or yeah. some guy out in California doing some cool shit like sitting right. on a bike. with. So there was this period of time where Harley was really, really cool and then it was really, really weird and now it's really, really, really appropriated. Yeah. Okay. So that's, okay, gonna, okay, that's so you say a uh, air-cooled engine. Check. Yep. A Corvair has an air-cooled engine. That's fine. It's not. It's well, not okay. a.
1: It's you obviously saw what I was trying to
0: do. No, because it doesn't make any sense. Just because someone has an air, someone has an air-cooled engine, it doesn't make it cool.
1: I was trying to make people believe. Obviously, I was talking about my 911.
0: Uh, okay. Do you get it now? I get it now. Yeah, sure. Air
1: cooled engine. You had that heritage.
0: So basically what I did, so I read all of that, and <laughs> this is exactly what I thought of. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything. That could be considered a rational thought. <laughs> what is this from? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. <laughs> I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. So every time what he talks, from? <laughs> it's from Billy Madison. Oh, okay. Do you remember Billy Madison, where he had to like go do the game show contest or whatever, and everything? <laughs> exactly. He's just that's it's what I thought long of when time I time since I so, saw that movie. So um, no, my
1: initial thought, I was gonna put that, and I was gonna put a, like a video of the Porsche with the Harley behind it and I was going to look like that but then it's going to zoom in on the Harley you're like yeah the Porsche wait a minute oh it is there cool yeah but you it didn't do that, that so, it made, so it
0: made no sense okay so then I'm like okay I'm gonna I was gonna do this last time but I didn't really have time and I was like <laughs> I want to talk about Harley a little bit okay so I, the f- first thing I did obviously is what did I do I went to Harley.com sure. and I started looking at it and their website gave me a seizure almost immediately. As I'm accosted with the visual representation <laughs> of their now. exhaust noise what their exhaust noise sounds like. Like <laughs> just hot cuts. I almost had, it was seizure inducing. because um, oh, they have the video right there. They have the video bay. right there. And it's like, I feel like I'm just being like interesting, know what
1: they're really pushing?
0: The live wire. The
1: live wire. Yeah. Their new electric bike.
0: Um so they say that, uh, I'm talking about the, that you have Sportster iron, right? Is yep, that, this okay. is the iron. So some of the things that they, some of the words that they use to describe. Okay, <laughs>
1: Before you even go there, because I agree. Do you know what my color is called?
0: What? Rawhide. <laughs> yeah. All right, cowboy, let's continue. <laughs> All right, so the great American freedom machine. Heck yeah. Simple, righteous Oh, it's bare righteous. knuckle style. You don't need a lot to feel like you have it all.
1: <laughs> it sets the
0: standard for the raw, stripped down, blacked out look. Now with fresh new graphics. There you go. None of that at all says anything about the bike. Well, that's it's, because the bike's been the same since
1: 1972.
0: Wh- <laughs> what is r- what is righteous about? It's fucking righteous, man. Are you going to back up any of this? Or are you just going to?
1: I like it. And that's
0: okay. So um, when I see people doing the vintage stuff, I think it's cool. But right. this stuff, not so much. The Sportster Iron is the name of your bike. And I just right. I just wondered if you need to be in a labor union to own this bike. With the name Iron, yeah, it's just being it's an iron very um, so yeah. the custom touches that you can put on the bike.
1: Oh, I know. Right. When I was
0: scrolling through so
1: here, when you buy a brand new Harley, they give you the parts catalog. And oh, I walk bet they you. do. No, no. I had like a 15 minute meeting with the parts manager where he walked me through. He's like, I, everything with the orange label here fits your Sportster here.
0: Yeah, I bet he did. So I, uh,
1: it's all about the aftermarket. Well, not even aftermarket. It's Harley specific. Uh,
0: accessories okay so here's some of the things you can get on your sportster and you tell me if you did any of these okay um i haven't done anything okay blacked out look
1: oh because these are like options these are options
0: you can do the blacked out look
1: i think that's what this is
0: street inspired paint (laughs) Mm, i wonder if that's what that is too low seat slammed suspension I don't have the low seat. Tuck and roll seat inspired by a bobber. I do actually have the tuck and roll seat. Bobbers are supposed to be stripped down, simple bikes. Right. This is... That does not look like a bobber. No. Tell me that looks like a bobber. because
1: it needs a hard tail and no fender in the rear. And that'll be a bobber.
0: Nine spoke wheels that are black as night, where the rim meets the rubber, set off by a more contemporary mechanical mechanical look machined into the spokes. I do not like the machined look there. That's it's the, awful. That's
1: my least favorite part of that bike.
0: It's brutal. I kind of want to just plastic dip that you, part. You, at least you probably should because it's a drag style handlebar, born at the drag strip. Yeah, slammed black drag style. Sure, it works for me. I like them. The, the bike comfy. is specifically aimed towards guys that don't do any of the things <laughs> that this bike represents. <laughs> the owners only feel, only want to feel like people think that they do those things. Okay. Would you agree with that?
1: As far as who they're marketing towards? Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to... Here's what happened. Harley saw what the aftermarket and what people thought was cool with kind of the blacked-out, bobber-style look of Sportsters as people were modifying them. They go, why don't we just sell a brand new bike that looks like that?
0: So, so that's here's, what they're getting Here's at. the problem. In, in the 70s and 80s, well, maybe the 60s and the 70s, maybe a little bit the 80s, Harley represented badassness. Right. 100%. Right. Whether, whatever you had, your, your cut on your back, with the club that you were in. Yeah. Whether you were selling drugs to somebody or stabbing people or raping and it pillaging. It definitely like or
1: counterculture. 100%. Big time.
0: 100%. Big time. Yeah. Here's the problem. No, now,
1: <laughs> that's not now owning case. a
0: Harley seems disingenuous, especially when they're ripping off their own history to portray a rebellious brand that's only purchased by dudes that crack open Coors Light when they get home.
1: What do you have there's against no,
0: there's, Coors Light? What do you Coors Light, Bud Light, whatever crappy? Yeah, what do you have against that? It's just crappy beer. It's you don't like Coors Light. Every I time you're here, you buy some Light. like fancy schmancy beer. Yeah, that's true. So I don't really like how they're appropriating their previous culture and pretending that they're still the rebellious brand that they once were because they are unequivocally not. No. But there is nothing rebellious
1: I, I don't about a Harley. Disagree at all. But that's their marketing department hard at work, so and they're they're banking. Let's on
0: that. talk about the sound a little bit.
1: No, hold on. Before you get there, would it be better? Then you're talking about the image of a Harley. I want a cruiser, right? If I had a Polaris, if I
0: had the Victory. Well, they own Indian. Why don't you get an Indian? I did look at Indians as well. That would be so. I mean, it's just, it's. I'm going to go into another brand, another bike that I think you should have bought instead. Which is? Um, well, we'll get there. I'm not oh. quite there yet. But I do want to play a clip from a show that I don't watch very much. Called I know
1: what you're going to say I should have got.
0: Called South Park. I don't know if you've ever heard of that show. <laughs> yes, But course. this But this is what almost anyone that doesn't <laughs> own a Harley, this is what they think.
1: You guys know that everyone thinks you're total f- right? What did you say? You know, when people like you drive down the streets with your unnecessarily loud motorcycles thinking you're all cool. Everyone is actually laughing at you and calling you pathetic if you do realize it, right? <laughs> hey, man, we roll how we roll, and if people are annoyed or intimidated by it, that's too bad for them. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> this is this like a biker gang? No, no, nobody is intimidated, actually. Everyone realizes that people who are so needy for attention, they need to dress up and be as loud as possible, are you guys and 16-year-old girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to let you know. That, that little boy just called us... Like he didn't think we were cool, but he's wrong. <laughs> People don't think we're f do they? Of course he's wrong. And anyway, nobody except that little freak would ever say something like that to our faces. <laughs> yeah!
0: Okay. The sound of the Harley. Yeah. Well it's what iconic
1: is- but no, I don't have no. aftermarket pipes
0: just, and I won't it's not What
1: it's iconic
0: just because ev- just because everybody iconic. knows what it is doesn't mean it's iconic it's loud. The only reason people like it is because that's the way that it was, not because it's good, not because it sounds good. That's like saying uh, there was a best selling album in 1970 on this weird time when everybody was on drugs and it's a horrible song, and now it's still a good song just because it was a good song then. That's terrible. It's not, it doesn't sound good. It never sounded good. And the only reason people like it is because it's loud and everybody knows when you hear it that it is a Harley. That is it, an icon.
1: It's iconic.
0: And I it's recognizable. Yeah. It's it's a statement. It is not an icon. For anyone else, <laughs> Prince is an icon. Even though I don't like Prince, I can look at Prince you, and go, I, I don't like Prince, but he is an icon. No matter what, you can say he's a talented musician. He is an icon in the music industry. The Harley sound is awful. It's absolutely regardless. It's iconic. It sounds like a steak falling down the stairs. Steak? Flap, 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 no, flap. Potato, 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 potato. Fine. <laughs> so I just What do you Why are you so upset about it? Because it's everything about it is not understated. It is overstated blacked from the out. marketing. Chris, it's from, blacked the, out. from the marketing uh-huh. to the sound, to the clothing, to the people. Everything about owning a Harley is pure and utter overstatement. Uh-huh. That's the turnoff. That's the problem with modern Harley Davidson. Such- it's all it's all outward facing. It's look at me. I'm loud. Check out my jacket. Check out my shoes. It's everything is look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me and not and though anybody that buys a motorcycle can say, hey, look, there's different reasons people buy them. Obviously, right. if you're riding one, you want people to look at you a little bit. I mean, it's a unique experience. So the, the bike that I thought you should have bought, and you tell me if— you Triumph. Te- the BMW R9T Pure. It's a $10,000 bike. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. But I wanted to go through some of the taglines that BMW had. So we can compare them with the black as night, <laughs> righteous, and all the other stuff that uh, Harley has on their website. Some of their taglines were reduced to the essentials, stylish and self-confident with a proven, opposed twin engine. All, this, all their marketing does is talk about the performance of the bike, what it's like to ride, why it's good. So this is what they say about their bike. The BMW R9T Pure is perfect for everyone who loves the classic roadster design and is looking for a pure motorcycle experience. It is reminiscent of the 70s and 80s era, but its roots go deeper. Even the very first motorcycle from BMW was simple and dynamic. Back then, in 1923, the BMW opposed twin engine was already the heart of the entire concept. Today, the 9 t Pure offers you many options to customize your motorcycle. When you can realize your dreams for your bike and for your lifestyle, you will feel its origin, whether you're customizing it or enjoying the thrill of the open throttle. It's just, it's, no, I don't, I don't have a guy in leather chaps reaching out of the monitor, trying to strangle (laughs) me as I look at the website. It's just, Uh I I think that's what most people don't like about Harleys. Right. Is they are so in your face. And it just, I didn't, I didn't expect that from you. (laughs) Ha ha ha! I mean, I, I a little a, bit.
1: Are you saying, I'm not angry. I just... I'm
0: just disappointed. I am not angry. I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed that we didn't talk about it first. You are, I'm disappointed.
1: You didn't know known you're not a motorcycle guy. I'm not, but no. I have
0: good taste. <laughs> you know, I could have steered you in the right direction, and now it's too late because you already have it, and here it is in the studio making it a 1,000 degrees in here yeah. as it radiates heat and radiates loud. It's loud. Oh, just like it's there. It's not no, even it's on this. and on. It's very
1: subdued. It's got the black paint. Be- oh, by the way, yeah. Everything's subdued, like you said, about this bike, because you're such a soft spoken, subdued person
0: yourself. Look at my car. My car is very understated. And what's mine? Very overstated. Again. So it's why too- does
1: this surprise you?
0: I just <laughs> I don't know. I guess it really doesn't. I guess it doesn't surprise me, but I I just You know what? I, I'm the disappointed. World. I'm disappointed that you're now associated with that. I don't need to be associated with that. Yes, you are. That's you are, nice. whether you like it or not. When you drive that thing down the street, everybody's like, you yeah, know, Harley. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, nobody would do that with a guy tooling around on a BMW. So you're, you've purposely placed yourself in that group of the guys where it's the, the God, do I hate when they drive by my house. They're so freaking loud. (laughs) I hate it, and so does everyone else. And now you're a part of it. Congratulations. Thanks. All right. I don't care. (laughs) All right. Let's pull up some. uh, Let's pull up a little bit of news. With that, (laughs) yeah,
1: we can't. Before we talk about that, let's talk about one of our sponsors, Renline. Renline designs a full line of performance parts for European cars, including, of course, Porsche whether for the street or the track, their solutions range from interior accessories to full suspension setups, monoball everything. You know, they they're designed and developed at their headquarters right there in Vermont. Renline really strives to create the highest quality equipment that's just as functional as it is beautiful. So be sure to check them out at renline.com and use the code OVERCREST to get 5% off your next order along with free shipping.
0: All right, do you want to pull up the Overcast uh, live stream on Facebook and grab the chat out of there. Just I will see if there's anything relevant as we go through this news. I will because my computer is destroyed, S- yep. absolutely destroyed. Mm-hmm. Doing the live stream, anything else? All right. So um, news. We got a couple cool news. It's still trying to load the news on my. So one thing that's been going on is the. Have you seen the prices of the Toyota Supras? Yes, I saw one that was for sale for I think. Eighty thousand, but I also saw another one that was for sale for I think hundred or one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Really? Yeah, it was like a sticker sticker price. He's like, hey, and it, the uh, uh, the reason was something like rare model or or dealer some markup. weird trim level. No, it wasn't even trim level. It was just some BS reason for them to be able to have their have their price be so high. So okay, my thought is this is why the middleman dealer needs to die. Yeah, good point. I mean, it's what, only the dealer network that's doing that. It's only the dealer network, and here's the thing: is that one of the reasons why the dealer network existed was so that people could get support for their cars. Sure. So you could get parts and you can get everything like that. But you yeah. don't need you don't need the to be able to sell cars to be able to do that. So, True. I they mean, should just have their like factory
1: or their their official service shops, shops or service, service centers. centers right. Now, I
0: think that's what Tesla does. But Tesla's also doing it a little bit wrong,
1: okay. um, just
0: because they have. Um, there's been a lot of restrictions on getting parts getting repairs stuff like that right so you can't work on the teslas you can't get parts and they've been really restrictive and i know that they've been sued a couple of times or attempted to have been sued uh for that so we'll we'll see what happens i think eventually with um online car sales hey have you seen what dealers do now to get because what do you mean okay so dealers are now advertising on like autotrader um cars.com all these different websites so now you see dealer cars there and but they're also competing competing with you and me for the prices. So if they sold all the cars at if you ever you ever look up the book price on your car and there's dealer price and then there's private party price and right. the dealer price is always higher. Yeah. That's because they need to make the margin on it. Right. But now that it's an online marketplace between everyone, that margin is disappearing. So they're pricing on used stuff. They're so they're pricing cars out on um yeah, used cars. Okay. So yeah. they're pricing stuff out, but they're pricing it at the 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 private party price, but then when you get in there, they're like low jack fee, delivery fee. Oh, really, they're just adding a bunch of fees to. Right, because
1: so, online, why would you pick the used 2016 whatever that's five grand more than the other one that's exactly the same.
0: Exactly. So anyway, all right. So I got finally got the news program back up here. So Porsche announces their carbon offset program for the U.S. Now this is going to be with the like the hybrid Macan. I'm sorry, Takan start type stuff. Not a
1: hybrid, but it is... The Taycan.
0: Yeah. Um, so Porsche will soon introduce its first zero-emissions vehicle, the battery-powered Tacon sedan. But in the meantime, the company is launching an initiative in the United States that will allow its customers to reach carbon neutrality. Is that a concern of yours? obviously. The program known as Porsche Impact uses an online tool to estimate an individual's carbon dioxide emissions based on mileage and the average fuel consumption.
1: Okay, so however much your car pollutes, somehow you're going to have a program to to offset that.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have to exactly be the electric version. Once calculated, that individual is given a link and invited to make a financial contribution to an environmental cause that will help offset their specific carbon footprint. Porsche drivers want it all, and offering an option for greater sustainability is part of creating a superb Porsche experience, said Klaus Zellmer, president and CEO of Porsche Cars North America. Porsche Porsche Impact connects our strategies for innovation, mobility, and sustainability with the individual customer. Okay. So, okay. Porsche owners can select from one of four approved projects to support forest protection in the United States, hydropower in Vietnam- solar energy in Mexico, and habitat preservation in Zimbabwe. The cost of any given trip using Porsche Impact obviously varies based on vehicle and driving habits. So okay. the, the guy with the GT2 RS probably not not getting a lot of carbon credits. <laughs> but unless he's some jerk that leaves it in his garage and he never drives yeah, it. Yeah, good point, maybe he does. But the company estimates the annual cost for a 2019 Cayenne S driven 10,000 miles per year would be $67 and 152. So basically what they Oh, they're,
1: so it's not much. No, I thought it was going to be more so than So what that. they're
0: doing is they're saying, "Hey, I drive a Cayenne S." Yeah. And to offset that, yeah. I'm going to donate $152 to the Zimbabwe project. Do you know
1: why they're doing this? Why is that? Because the Tesla owner pulls up next to your Porsche and goes, It's a Porsche. There you are. You don't care about the
0: environment though. Yeah, do well you? I donated to Zimbabwe. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really I'm carbon neutral. To show support for its program, Porsche Cars North America has enrolled all of its Porsche Experience Center cars in Porsche Impact as well as the vehicles in its Porsche passport subscription fleet, which I don't know what any of that is.
1: Well, the passport fleet member, that's where you basically... Oh,
0: rent a car for whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Porsche Impact Program is managed by Swiss-based carbon finance consultancy South Pole Consultancy. Porsche Impact has been available to customers in Germany and the UK and Poland since 2018. All right. So Shane Volt- Johnson says, how many ons will it take to offset Jake's Harley? <laughs> <laughs> VW and Land Rover did this too, but their programs are suspended. But when I look this up, so okay. I try to figure out why Volkswagen's carbon neutrality program is suspended. And it all it is is a black hole of Dieselgate news. Oh,
1: I suppose when you're trying to Google this, you about can't find anything. anything.
0: You can't you can't find anything at all. So yeah. I wanted to kind of circle back because the the Taycan is going to be revealed at Frankfurt in early September, so like a month from now, a little sure. less than a month from now. So I wanted to kind of refresh everybody on what that car is because it's been out of the news for quite some time. So it's expected to have 300 miles of range. Okay, but that's European range. I guess U.S. range is a little bit different, but we don't have. Just because
1: the, the testing cycle is just, different.
0: Just no, not really. It's just the uh, they measure things differently in Europe, so the, yep. the 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 numbers are lower for the range right. that the vehicle has. A vehicles mile have. is a
1: mile, but the way they use their test cycle to determine what the range is, or differs. however they're
0: driven, or whatever, right, exactly. whatever the case may be. Um, so they're going to have uh, 300 miles. They're going to have a battery cooling system.
1: That's cool. Which
0: means you can have sustained (laughs) performance driving without any of the knowing, getting ready to go fast stuff that That Tesla does, where you like hit a button and it warms up. Um, Which
1: also, you know what's better about that, too? That means they're going to have to have a radiator, which means they can actually have a grill.
0: Well, yeah. Well, it could just be passive cooling. I don't know if it's just heat sinks on the batteries. Who knows? You said Um, liquid cooled. Yeah, but you can still have liquid cooling with just heat sinks. That's what my 911 has. Basically, with the oil cooler. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> so they have 605 horsepower. Wow. Uh, and the best part is they have Porsche fit and finish. Yeah, exactly. Right? So you're it not. Won't be your
1: Tesla where the door doesn't match.
0: Exactly. So they sold 30,000 of them so far at $90,000 a pop.
1: Yeah. Which old... is
0: a Tesla Model S P90D, which is the 90 whatever watts yep. program with the dual motor, is 124,000. Dollars was 690 horsepower.
1: And what range do those have? Do you know off the top of I your head? I don't
0: know. It's probably more. It might okay. be a little bit more. The range might be more. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we're talking
1: $35,000 we $35, $35, but the
0: with the fit and finish of a Porsche now Audi that, product. You have your dealer network. You do have the dealer network. But, I mean, Tesla has their network too. So I guess. Not the end of the world. But, no, there are so a the, lot of benefits. So they sold 30,000 of them. So they just to give it perspective... Um, they sold thirty five thousand okay, eighty five thousand Macans, seventy thousand Cayens, and around twenty five thousand Boxster Caymans together. Huh. So that kind of gives you an impression. There's more people buying the the Taycan yep. than Porsches and Boxsters. So just think of when you're, you know, when you're driving around, and you see Boxsters and the new ones yeah, around. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're gonna see that many more of these Taycans. You're gonna see the
0: Taycan around. So they're, it's they're not surprising. They're cheaper to build the new electric Porsche, which takes six months worth of training. To complete and they've wow. hired around 1500 people off the floor where are these so being far. built over in stuttgart i'm sure they are i'm sh- I'm sure all right so tesla has received a cease and desist letter from the u.s government okay and I, you'll get the point of this story when i get to the like are you kidding me part you'll oh, you'll pick it up okay so the uh nhtsa Lawyers took issue with an October 7th Tesla blog post that said the Model 3 had achieved the lowest probability of injury of any vehicle the agency has ever tested. Um, And the title of the blog is Model 3 achieves the lowest probability of injury of any vehicle ever tested by the NHTCA. Let me guess,
1: that wasn't true.
0: Um, The documents released Tuesday by the Legal Transparency Group Plainsight show... Uh, whatever. Okay. The regulator said the claims were inconsistent with its advertising guidelines regarding crash settings and that it would ask the Federal Trade Commission to investigate whether the statements were unfair or deceptive acts. Right. From the blog post. This is from Tesla's blog post. This is a paragraph out of it. Many companies try to build cars that perform well in crash tests, and every car company claims their vehicles are safe. But when a crash happens in real life... These test results show that if you are driving a Tesla, you have the best chance of avoiding injury. Which is, that's a bold claim. Okay. Basically saying that Tesla is the safest car you could buy. Right. Um, NHTSA issued a statement in October that took exception with Tesla's characterization of the agency's safety ratings. The agency said its crash test combined an overall safety rating and then it doesn't rank vehicles that score the same ratings. NHTSA guidelines for use of its test results in advertising warn that using such terms as "safest" and "perfect" to describe a particular rating or an overall score are, mar- are misleading. Now, this is kind of this is what's kind of funny. Okay, the NHTSA issued a similar statement in 2013 when Tesla said that it had Model S. Tesla said that its Model S achieved a vehicle safety score of 5.4 stars. Wait, the agency said that it doesn't <laughs> rate vehicles beyond five stars. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like saying, yeah, well, I got 110% of my last whatever.
0: Well, you always ask people to give 110%. Well,
1: there you go. Yeah.
0: This is not the first time that Tesla has disregarded the guidelines in a manner that may lead to consumer confusion and give Tesla an unfair market advantage. <laughs> anyway, so they're adding additional stars that don't exist to right. their safety range. Well,
1: and is it really that surprising that they're not going to crash as much when they're sitting there at the charging station half the time?
0: <laughs> That's pretty much true. They're not going to be on the road <laughs> at all. Um I think that it's. I mean, it's probably true. They are a little bit safer if they're driving themselves, and you're not making as many mistakes. But you you can't just say that it's the safest car ever. You just can't.
1: Probably not when you're obviously making up data.
0: So the Golf R is dead. That's kind of sad. Kind of. Kind of. So um, for 2020, the current Mark 7 Golf will be offered in just one well-equipped grade called the Value Edition, which is okay. Whoever who wants to own something called the Value Edition.
1: See, they need to talk to Harley's marketing department.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) to buy your Mark 7 Golf, the Righteous Edition. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It will include standard features as who cares. The battery electric e-golf will come in SE and SEL, premium grades, grades, and the sporty Golf GTI will come in S and SE grades. So now you're going to have a Golf GTI S or a Golf GTI SE. Why can't we just have a GTI? Why do we need different? So now we have Golf GTI S S E and i guess the golf r is gone so we don't have to worry about that um
1: well for mark seven
0: right the golf is the high performance golf r which is the automatic confirmed to more 30 has reached the end of the production in mark seven guys the so, news of the trim mark seven golf range follows vw july announcement that the car sport wagon and all track models will be dropped after uh-oh. 2019 what are you gonna what are you gonna get what do you mean? I have one. I don't need another yeah, one. Yeah,
1: but you keep getting new ones every I, two years.
0: Well, actually, I got an older one. Yeah, I guess. It also gives further credibility to a report that made that the Golf lineup here in the U.S. will consist of only the Golf GTI mm-hmm. and the Golf R once the Mark 8 Golf is introduced. So that's it. No so more Golf, no more E-Golf, no more Golf S, no more SE, so no more T. So what's
1: filling that market niche?
0: They're electric cars.
1: Yeah, I guess. Huh. <laughs> I mean, we're
0: talking 2021? Yeah. 2020? I mean that's, I guess it's just going to be electric stuff, or you know what most people are probably buying, the Tiguan, the Tiguan, and uh, basically the uh, the cake off will be uh, revealed in 2020. We won't see it until mm. 2021, but I'm wondering if we're going to see a Tiguan R.
1: Probably yeah. did they do a Passat R at one point? Well, the
0: R line. Oh, I meant like a you know because they mm. they've got the um, the RS like the Escape RS or whatever it is or right. the yeah. you know whatever Ford is doing with their Crossovers. Anyway, so, well, it's not looking good. I mean, hatchbacks are dying. True. Why buy one when you can buy a Tiguan? I don't mind that the R model is stopping for Mark 7 because back in
1: the day, Mark 4, Mark 5, they only did the R at the last year of that chassis designation. Right. You could only buy the 2004. Mark 4 R32. Well, I don't mind that, the,
0: that it's going away. Everything goes away like in that way. My problem is that all of a sudden the Golf only is the GTI and the Golf R, which means, guess what? Remember we talked a while ago about, like what is it, 2024, 2025? They're not going to sell combustion engines anymore. True. Remember that? Yeah. So Okay. So this they got to make some
1: steps so to get there. So think about it.
0: What's the what's the <laughs> period of time that a mark exists for Volkswagen? Four years? Three? Three to four years, right? Mark yeah, 7, you're Mark 8? talking eight? like a, a, a chassis. Okay. So think about it. 2021, Mm -hmm. the car is released. Yeah. Four years. This is the last combustion engine Golf GTI Golf R that you may be able to buy. They might have a crossover period of whatever's left. You know, maybe we'll we'll get an extra Heritage Edition. Who knows? But this is it. That's it. It's the last combustion engine GTI. Wow. That's weird to think of. It's weird, man. That's it. That's it. So then after that, it's going to be, you'll still see a Golf GTI, but it's going to be electric or it'll be. Hybrid or who knows if anybody even's gonna want a golf GTI at that point anymore. So all right. So I found an engine for your truck.
1: Okay. I want
0: you to click the link. Go ahead and click the link.
1: Okay, hold on. Let me go down and find it because you had this all blacked off.
0: So this is a really descriptive ad. The cost for the motor is eight hundred thousand dollars. The uh (laughs) this is the description. 2017 Ferrari La Ferrari engine with 20 miles. Very important. Ferrari will not build no more LaFerrari engine for stock.
1: That's awesome.
0: That's the entire ad. Well, they will they will not build no more of that. Yeah, no, they won't. <laughs> so you could put that in your truck if we're thinking about swapping motors. Sure. Yeah, that these seems engines reasonable. are 6.3 liters V12 with 789 horsepower supplemented by a KERS system with 170 horsepower. So I was, so so was going to
1: joke that like, oh, well, I'm sure that'd be great pulling the t- the boat out of the launch, but actually a curse system
0: You'd be all would set. be
1: great for towing.
0: The picture sucks. So I don't know. How do you run this engine? There's no way. You'd have to strip it down completely and run some sort of standalone on it. Oh, yeah. There's no way that in, it doesn't come with a harness. It's plus 800,000. Yeah, it, I bet Ferrari said you probably can't do this they ended it it didn't end with oh, a purchase right. it didn't sell did it um so the one thing i was reading this thing has 13 and a half to 1 compression wow isn't that incredible yeah it is <laughs> um, but where's the rest of the car jake yeah well it where's crashed. the rest of the car did they did this car get stolen did someone crash or do you this think car it got stripped i don't know where's the car these things are so valuable that i imagine if you wreck the car ferrari probably would buy it back from you right? I have no idea. I have to imagine that Fry doesn't want anybody knowing that someone's wrecked these cars that <laughs> that there's an PR... engine
1: on eBay. <laughs> exactly. That's why I,
0: that's why I thought it was that it ended. That is
1: kind of interesting.
0: All right, so Jay Leno has predicted that kids born today won't be driving a gasoline car at all. I yeah. I don't disagree. Okay, so I got a clip here and I my soundboard diagram is dead so I'm gonna just hit buttons until we get the clip that we want I like it nope
1: are you do you like the electric cars you know I I, I know you've said in the past that you're a big fan of Elon Musk and what he's done at Tesla mm-hmm. but what are your thoughts overall about you know people going electric about all well, society electric, going el- electric
0: electric is the future you know steam ran everything from 1800 to about 1911 then the internal bushing took over from 1911 to right about now and I predict a child born today probably has as much chance of driving in a gas car as people today have been driving a car with a stick shift. They'll still be around, there's just not many of them. I mean, the advantage of electricity, I have a Tesla. I've had it three years, I've never done anything. There's no fluids to change, there's nothing. You know, if a new technology succeed, it can't be equal, it's gotta be better. And they've sort of solved the battery problem. You can go 350 to 400 miles on a charge on a lot of electric cars now. There's no maintenance. They're faster than the gas car, so there's almost no reason to have a gas car uh, unless, you know, unless you're doing long-haul duty, you know?
1: So, which, we were walking the other day. We were. Where were we walking? I don't remember it. But I remember walking by a car, and you said this is the range extender, which is literally like a generator that the dealer will also sell you that goes in the trunk. Every single electric car should have a range extender as an option.
0: Of course it should, but it won't because that's, that's backwards looking, not forwards looking. It's just, it's marketing. You'll never. Really? I don't. Why would they? I'm going to w-
1: sell Tesla range extenders. It's going it to be a Honda generator. A, a I'm co- going to scratch off the Honda name and put Tesla sticker right there.
0: That thing cannot provide the amperage I know. necessary. You'd, you'd have
1: to be the Generac one that you tow behind you. You'd
0: have to put it on the roof rack. <laughs> so, I mean, think about it this way. He's 100% right. Mm-hmm. We are seeing, so I, I always keep talking about this, but this is the best time to ever own a car right now. Yeah, Drive whatever I, you want. But this stuff is coming, whether you like it or not. And here, you know what I was thinking about the other day is I kind of want just for driving around. Why don't I buy like a Nissan Leaf or something just to tool around in
1: so you can have the experience just and- so I
0: can have the experience and see what it's like and and be generally miserable <laughs> <laughs> and have something to complain I, about. I
1: think honestly, it would make sense for someone like me, where 90% of the time my driving is just going on the freeway to it. A- working back
0: i drive so we drive around 15 to seventeen thousand miles a year on our tdi oh do you really and i was trying to figure out in my head the tdi is not a fun vehicle it's just a wagon with a tdi motor it doesn't really mean anything right why can't that be be replaced by an electric car that also doesn't mean anything right it's an appliance car that is an appliance car now here's the thing we have to be ready to accept that fact we have to be able and this is a struggle for me because I don't really like – I don't like all the politics that surround electric cars. I don't right. like the the virtue signaling that surrounds electric cars. But at some point, it's going to be more and more accepted by regular people. Oh,
1: yeah. And sure. as it's
0: accepted by more and more regular people, the stigma of, uh, oh, look at that guy in his Prius. Or, oh, Mr. Tesla Model 3. He ordered right. ahead of time. <laughs> Whoa, look at him. That'll-, That'll go away. And then it'll be something that I'm like, okay – that's why, you know, I'm, I'll never own a Harley because no. I don't want people to think I'm that guy. I know and I don't want to bring... own a Tesla So because I don't want people to think I'm that guy either. I solved it.
1: I okay. know how to bring the whole episode full circle. That range extender I talked about, yeah. in your electric vehicle, it's going to be a Harley V-Twin piped out so you get the iconic sound and all the benefits of an electric car.
0: So, next on the it's news. Perfect, Chris. No, it's not. It's, so, it's... Perfect. They sound so bad. And I was going to pull a clip to play the Harley sound for you so you could listen to it about how bad it sounds. Just
1: fire that baby up.
0: Let's not. Because I didn't want to abuse everybody's ears because I'm guessing <laughs> 90% of the people that listen to the podcast don't want to listen to a, oh, to a Harley. On. So um, Honda Accord driver has been busted for towing an enormous stuffed bear. Okay. In a move that we normally... Th- so, hold Go ahead. Stuffed bear could mean two things. This is either a taxidermist, or this is like it is something gi- he won at the fair. It is a giant teddy bear. Okay, it is I a really giant teddy bear. It be a taxidermist. It's a giant teddy bear on a little plastic <laughs> red crate with a rope attached to the back oh of the car. Oh my goodness. And that's a Honda Accord. In a move that we'd normally expect from a Florida man, this is from the drive, a Massachusetts driver was stopped this... I can't take credit for that joke. A Massachusetts driver was stopped this week after being spotted towing a stuffed bear on a plastic crate from the back of a Honda. According to our attention, uh, brought to our attention via whoever, public safety officials from the town of Stowe, Massachusetts, are reminding motorists to not... to only tow things that are supposed to be towed. In other words, not stuffed bears... Haphazardly tied to a rear bumper.
1: How far was he going? And why doesn't how is this thing really that big that he it has was, to
0: tow it? So I think maybe it would fit in the back seat. You'll have you guys will have to check the show notes. We've got a picture of the bear there. You can click on the and tweet. And if he
1: has rope to haul
0: this trailer, just going to just tie it to the roof. I think. Okay, my thought is okay. So I called the Stowe <laughs> Police Department in Massachusetts. So I said, excuse me. I have a meteor inquiry. He's like, okay, go ahead. And I said, I'm I'm trying to figure out why. Do we have anything in the in the notes with this? Why this dude was towing the bear? And he's like, Well, our lieutenant is not here. I can't tell you. I'm like, Please tell me why the guy was towing the bear. I need to know yeah. why the guy is towing the bear. He's like, I I just can't. I can't tell you. Which makes I'm like, Okay, is it that now? makes it even wor- like it's even worse. So was the guy was the guy actually driving also wearing a bear costume? Was it like <laughs> some sort of like crazy rape bear fantasy role playing thing? <laughs> I don't really understand what's going on. So but in the tweet they said, remember, if you give your stuffed bear a ride behind your car, he will want to ride on the roof next. Please be smart when driving your car and don't tow things that aren't supposed to be towed. Kay. So I it's uh it's it's a bummer that they wouldn't talk to me. They just We need to follow they up with this. They couldn't bring any information to bear. It's, it's really oh! too bad. And uh, honestly, if you're gonna tow something, you should really tow it with the bear necessities. And uh, and we'll just move mm. on to the next one because this yep, article nope. is about all I can bear. <laughs> I hate you sometimes. All right, so Lotus has a. New <laughs> I'm bearing my heart to you right now, Jake, and just getting it all out. All right, Lotus has a new logo, which why do we? <laughs> it's it seems is this news. It is news only because I want to talk about how dumb doing this is. Okay, so if you notice that everybody that makes a new logo eventually goes back to the original logo as like a retro throwback, and then they're just there, and that's their new logo. Okay. Right? I mean, I'm not wrong, right? Yeah, a lot of times there is kind of that... they throw. It's like, oh, man. listen to like,
1: the vintage throwback, whatever. Yeah, sure.
0: What, good design is good design, regardless of what it is. So if you have a design you want to throw back, sometimes people p- make a design that's too identifying with the era that it was designed in. For sure. Especially if you look at... Um, just like Burger King, for example. Like if you look at all their cups now, it's the old logo with the little, the little hamburger yeah, right. and then it Burger is. King and then it's the other little mm-hmm. hamburger on the bottom. And they're throwing back to that. So Lotus did not do that. They just ruined their logo.
1: Yeah, it's kind of just terrible.
0: Um, so this is, uh, I believe this is a Motor Authority article. The new logo shape is very similar to before. And everybody thinks about, okay, you got the yellow circle with the green writing. and uh, It's
1: actually like a green little triangle inside the yep. yellow circle. And it
0: says ACBC in it which yes. says uh, the initials of the company's founder, Anthony Colin Bruce Chapman. Yes, of course. Um, so they changed that. It used to be this beautiful serif font that was this elegant logo, and they ripped that out and took the serifs off of it. Mm-hmm. And serifs are like... And when
1: you, all the like trim detail as well.
0: Right. So when you look at a, at a font, mm. the serif is the curvy part that comes off of it. Right. right? So you have sans serif, which is just like... Aerial. it's just like regular, regular font. Correct. And then you have, or I think Helvetica is another yes, sans serif font. Or you have a serif font, which is like, it's a little more flair. It's got, and you would expect that out of Lotus, a vintage British car company to have a little bit of British
1: flair. Well, do you know why they did this?
0: Why? Did you read it? I Yeah, but I'm waiting for you to tell me.
1: Okay. So, well, Colin Chapman, of course, his famous saying was to simplify and add lightness. So their designers, quote, tried to simplify and add lightness to our logo.
0: The introduction of the new logo was made in conjunction. This is another problem, by the way. What's that? Was made in conjunction with an announcement that Lotus will be chief sponsor of the newly promoted Premier League soccer team, the Norwich Hold City on, you Football just say Club. Premier? Yeah, it's the Premier League. Premier. I think it's called Premier and I think that's the way it's said. Maybe our British British compatriots. But are we we pronouncing every
1: word in a British accent now? No, that's just how it's Premier.
0: It's a league that's from Britain. It's called the Premier
1: League Soccer Team. We don't call it a Porsche. We call it a Porsche, because that's how it's supposed to be
0: pronounced. Well, this is says That's the way they pronounce it in the where the league exists. (laughs) All right. Anyways, the The multi-year partnership will see the Norwich City's training facility and academy renamed the Lotus Training Center and the Lotus Academy. So here's what we're going to do. Let's sponsor this football team and let's change our logo to go with it. What the? I don't understand. How does that translate to any? What are we doing? I don't know. Lotus is such a heritage based design. Why are we changing our logo to work with a football team? Have you noticed soccer is everywhere now? Well, I feel like soccer is being shoved in my face, like it's some sort of something that needs to be virtue signaled. Almost, it's everywhere. Not a big fan of soccer. Anyway, (laughs) we've looked back at the original Lotus Roundel and thought, yeah, you you read that. Blah blah blah. Anyway, we've that's enough. Yep. Lotus Lotus ruined their logo. All right. Moving on. um, Singer is celebrating. Ten years. Oops. What? Stephen Connor says I'm English. Jake is wrong. <laughs> ah, there you go. Thank you, Mr. Barm. Blimey. All right. It's uh. So it, I have these these dudes that I played video games with for a, for for a long time. Actually, I spent uh-huh. a, I spent about a third of my life for a year playing video games with with, uh, with Stephen and a few of the other are guys. You
1: proud of that. <laughs> uh, well,
0: was, I didn't have anything else to do. It was a low. Honestly, it was a low motivation time of my life okay it was it was it was dark you know i didn't really have i didn't have anything to do i didn't know where i was going with my life i didn't it was a dark time for me but anyway so but i really enjoyed playing with those guys and a couple of them were from like the scottish highlands and it took me like four months to be able to even understand what they're (laughs) what they were saying um anyway so uh singer this is a quote from uh rob dickinson who's the founder and creator of singer the okay. um, singer began as our own personal philosophy, but we seem to have resonated with something in the world of 21st century design. It's incredibly affirming and humbling to discover how so many of us think as one, as car enthusiasts. The 2019 Monterey Car Week will also see the first singer ever to go to auction. It's the singer Mountain View car that was built in 2016. And the auction house, Gooding & Company, expects it will fetch between $800 and $1 million. Eight hundred thousand and a million dollars, and I'm wow. And I don't understand. Aren't these things four to six hundred thousand dollars, right? When you like have it commissioned, right? yes, aren't they four to six hundred thousand dollars? I think so, so. Are they that behind? Yeah, I it
1: used to be like three something. Is this like, somebody
0: that's like I want one right now? Are they that behind that someone's willing to pay eight hundred pay? 200000 is is dollars more. It's not like
1: a special edition one. I couldn't find like, anything. You know, of I couldn't course, find it. lightweight design study ones or super that. high end. It's not that. But even like Maholland, the one they just did, was also kind of more of like a stripped down special thing that Singer did.
0: I don't know. I couldn't find any. Th- I looked to their website, there's just pictures of it. And it doesn't look like I mean, obviously Actually, every singer is somewhat special, but I couldn't find anything. And here's another problem. There's only one Mountain View car. Okay. That one. They
1: call that the Mountain View car?
0: If you look at the underside of the deck lid on uh, this Dick Barber, Bob Garrett's in 935, it says made in Mountain View. Oh, that's cool. And it is the Mountain View special. So I think it's a little, I don't really like it. I don't really (laughs) like it. Um, So here's the thing is I'm surprised more of these haven't gotten sold when their owners got tired of them. This is the first one to go to auction right. in 10 years? If you That's buy crazy. one for
1: 400000 and the market's going for eight hundred, dollars
0: yeah. So it's, I always thought that people would get tired of these. They, right. would, they would buy it as like, a, ooh, I've got money, I'm going to buy a Singer. And then they would get tired of them, and then they would sell them. But it's clearly not the case. Um, I just, I don't know why this one's more special than the so other Singer. this singers.
1: was built in 2016. Um...
0: There's really nothing remarkable about it in terms of singers, so I don't know if it's one of who who knows. Anyway, so do you remember when the Chris Harris film came out for Singer? Do you remember that? I don't. No. Okay. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. It's it's 17 or 18 minutes long, and all it is is him going to the factory, and you can see them building the cars, and it's this wonderful film about you know why this is special, and then he goes out and he beats the hell out of the thing on Mulholland Drive, (laughs) drifts it around, and it was, I think. I think it set off Chris Harris's career. Oh, really? And I think that it set off Singer's career. That film on Drive, that mm. particular film, I think is what, uh, what really put them on the map. Anyway, congrats to Singer for still uh, ruining 964s <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs>
1: you don't like them?
0: <laughs> uh, they're fine. All they're right. fine. Did some guy, uh, uh, I think, I can't remember his name, so it doesn't really matter. Anyway, that's it. That's all we got time for, guys. We're, we're at about our time limit. Uh, if anybody's listening to the live stream stick around i'm gonna we'll take a field a few questions after the episode everybody else head on over to patreon.com slash overcrest and we will uh we really appreciate it if you would sign up support the show absolutely you know it's five bucks a month that's how much is a coffee at starbucks jake you like coffee
1: i don't buy that type of coffee but it's getting close to that yeah
0: so one starbucks coffee <laughs> a month one ice an latte and a half and you can support the show and get tons of exclusive content as well Uh, Also, leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you so wish. Uh, That's about it. But don't leave a four-star? No, I prefer five or (laughs) 5.4 stars. Oh, there we go. I like it. (laughs) All right, guys, that's it. We will talk to you later. Take care. (laughs)